than anything. Kate, go to your room. She held the puppy close as she padded up the stairs. The world better now than it was before. Beneath her, the sounds of their voices, vicious and low, rose as she ascended each step until she closed the door of her room. They argued for hours. But the thick Georgian walls drowned them out, so Kate did not hear their final words. Instead, she snuggled her face close to the soft coat in her hands and felt the comforting warmth of him in her arms. This was a night she'd remember for many years. The arrival of that little dog gave her something to love that would love her in return, unconditionally. It was a starless night, the night her father left them. Before he went, he kissed her on her nose. She remembered that still, how it felt warm and soft and light. She remembered the sweetened scent of brandy and green Irish tweed as he stayed before her eyes for just one second. Perhaps he knew this was goodbye forever. There had never been a bond, not really, not the way you expect with your father. Perhaps that's why she remembered him leaving so vividly. It was because he kissed her goodbye, and it was something he'd never done before or since. He didn't kiss her mother. She slammed the door behind him and volleyed up the thick carpeted steps of the house on Parnell Square. A second door slammed, and Kate watched her father get into a Dublin cab in the street far below from the silent house. Chapter One Iris, 1956 It was a sunny spring morning in 1956 when their worlds would take an unexpected turn. Iris was making her way down O'Connell Street to buy a pound of imported coffee from Bewley's for the guest house. The city was heaving with its own self-conscious weight, and occasionally Iris caught a glimpse of her purposeful movement in the shop windows. She was a young woman, tall and well-proportioned. Her auburn hair caught flecks of sunshine in its glossy length, so its shine was more than arresting against her ivory skin. She cut a striking figure in her powder blue skirt and the matching coat Mrs Muldoon had made for her Christmas gift. Black fur, taken from a pelt long forgotten in the attic of St Kernan's, hugged her neck. Warm and soft, it coloured the simple wool coat. She felt like a movie star, and perhaps there was a passing resemblance to a precocious Lauren Bacall. It seemed that, with each passing day, the grey of Dublin was fading from sight. Fast receding was the importance of the war. If Dublin were not bombed, it was only because it was hardly worth the effort, her mother often said. It was still a mixed honour to have a father who died for the King of England. He had not returned from the war. He died a hero, in Sicily, which was meant to be something for them all to hold on to. The new Dublin, the city of this bright morning, was one of show bands, awkward liberals and pulpits vying for domination. It was a place of opportunity and a growing optimism that there must surely be good times ahead. Iris stopped for a moment at Cleary's, 
examining the latest styles that were far beyond the few shillings her mother gave her each week for her work in the guesthouse. She couldn't stand for long, but it was hard to pull herself away. The shop fascinated her with the constant stream of people milling through its doors. Cleary's was the countryman's store. They came from all over Ireland to shop here. It had a reputation for quality, and that did not compromise the style she admired in its huge gleaming windows. Overhead, the clock ticked unapologetically towards lunch. Iris turned away quickly, only to be bowled over by a young man with piercing blue eyes. Even as she fell backwards, she found it hard to wrestle her attention from their depths. She landed in an undignified heap on the path. Her abuser quickly stood and held a hand out to help her straighten herself. Forgive me, it's not every day I fall for a good-looking girl so...